Take a Ride Podcast. I'm your host here, Starks. You can find me on my Twitter handle. It's at Starks underscore industry. You can also find me on Instagram, One Closing Hero. This episode, we're actually going to go over a lot of listener questions. It's almost tailored towards Curry, but I'll also go over some listener questions that I received as well. On top of that, uh, I'm not here alone this evening, morning, afternoon, wherever you may be in the fantasy world. I have the two combo guard, Jacob the White Knight. How you doing today, brother? <laughs> I'm doing well, brother. It's a good night. You know, I got to spend time with my wife's family, and I also get to podcast with you and for and for the listeners. So, I mean, you know, it's always a good night. Nice, nice. And it's always to have you on the podcast. So this is going to be me mm-hmm. and you running, uh, you know, running gun type of offense tonight. So with that being said, I'm ready to take people on for a ride. So one of the listeners' questions I received here earlier was uh, the the guy had mentioned, I need some help here. It's a 12-team league, head-to-head, standard settings. So I'm assuming it's a redraft league. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mike Gary Harris for their R.J. Barrett. I will pass you the ball there, uh, Jacob. Which um, side would you actually choose in that aspect? Gary Harris or R.J. Barrett? Well, right now, R.J. Barrett is getting a ton of run. And even when Alfred Payton and DSJ come back, um, he's still going to get a ton of minutes. It seems like Fizdale is enamored with him as a playmaker, as a scorer. So, um, and as far as Gary Harris's role goes, he's he definitely has like a secondary role, even though his role is important with the three and D. Um, but I'll actually so you know I would love to know how is the rest of his team but if we're just taking this in a vacuum i'm gonna go with the rj barrett side because i like the opportunity and i like that the ball is in his hands a ton uh and the knicks need him uh the nuggets are so deep that they don't need gary harris to be a playmaker so since rj is a playmaker i'll lean towards that what do you think starks yeah, this one is actually a little bit different for me, but the the points that you made makes sense, and then obviously the minutes that's given to um, R.J. Barrett in, in New York, it kind of mm-hmm. makes sense. For me, I'm leaning a little bit towards the uh, Gary Harris side just because I still believe in the bounce back. Um, mm-hmm. He is a player that could give you the top uh, 75 or better this year. That's not to say R.J. Barrett can't. It is pretty, it is pretty close, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not easy for me just to say, oh, yes, yeah, easily Gary Harris. Uh, this gentleman also, from my understanding, is punting assists. I probably should have threw that in there to you as well. Um, okay. I don't know if that's going to really help the cause a little bit. It, it can a tad bit, but mm-hmm. I'll say that I still lean the Gary Harris side in that aspect because of, um, in a well, it, let's put it in, in a hypothetical. Like if this is in a points league, then I think I would probably lean toward a little bit easier towards rj barrett yes um, would you still lean that way as well too jacob i would 100 percent lean that way in a points league just because of how much he has the ball but in a standard league i agree this is very close and the mm-hmm. efficiency it definitely tips towards gary harris i would just rather have the player who's on a wasteland team getting 30 to 40 minutes a night but but um that's just me, though. No, that makes sense. Here, here's an int- here's a kicker right here because obviously we do it. We do more of the dynasty podcast side of things. 
but we still answer everybody else's questions, whatever type of uh, format they're in. If this was a dynasty league, I'm gonna pass you the ball. Let's let's go ahead and, and look a little bit at this. I, I'm a, I'm just gonna assume you would probably take R.J. Barrett in a dynasty format over Gary Harris here. I mean, yeah, I have to just because just because of the age. Um, you know, Gary Harris himself, he's he's only 25. Um, mm-hmm. R.J. Barrett, though, being so young and in on a wasteland team and even after like his rookie contract, I'm sure the Knicks will want to re-sign him. And even if he goes to another team, he's going to be counted on to score because that's just what he does. So um, I would definitely lean towards RJ Barrett just to look towards the future. But, um, Mm -hmm. and I'm sure, and I'm sure you agree if, you know, if you are in a win now mode and you can't really, you can't really punt like a, like those field goal percentages and those turnovers, then I think that you have to go Gary Harris. But I'm curious what your thoughts are, Starks. Man, that's still tough for me in a dynasty format. Um, it almost mm. seems like, you know, R.J. Barrett has been a pleasant surprise under the, at least to me, under the radar. But I think it's more up front in front of people what he's doing this year on the court versus what he was doing mm-hmm. in the preseason. Uh, but one thing that's kind of irking me, which will be better, his free throw percentage right now, for the year and he's shooting at a high clip at five attempts a game and he's that free throw mm-hmm. percentage is at forty uh, percent. Um, you know, I, I expect that to come up. You know, obviously it's too early in the season. Uh and then the points is nice. That's a nice thing that he's doing this year, especially New York being such a wasteland team. Uh and then, you know, as far as Gary Harris goes, I still like I still like him in a dynasty format. This one it is really close. Oh man, it's really tough. So if, if I had to make a decision still in a dynasty mm-hmm. format, I think I might I'm, I think I might take a chance on um, R.J. Barrett. That's, and that's hard for me to really say. Yeah. Um, but I think as far as the youth movement, and like you said, Gary Harris is young too. But I think at this point right. in time, Knicks, they're so desperate to get someone else to mm-hmm. to contribute on that team. And that's what I look at too. And, and it looks like R.J. Barrett, they're giving him uh, a lot of opportunity to flourish there. So, you know, I guess that's where I'm right. kind of slightly lean in the dynasty format. So we'll move on to another question. Mm-hmm. And this is, I'm sure, you know, the listeners, this is one of those un- unfortunate things. I thought it was the risk because I put a quick, um, uh, for the last episode, uh, I, I seen that Curry broke his hand. I thought it was his wrist before, you know, the report came out after we were done recording, mm-hmm. but I, I put a quick tidbit on the podcast. So, uh, obviously Curry's, you know, he has a broken hand and it's this unfortunate situation because, you know, one of the listeners had, you know, mentioned, it's like, Hey, you know, Starks, uh, how long is he going to be out? I'm just like, man, unfortunately I'm not a doctor and that's above my pay grade, but I'll say, right. you know, they said, what's the best case scenario? I still gave him like a 46 week window, but I think that's being generous. It looks like he's going to probably mm-hmm. be out longer, especially Golden State. You know, they're starting out so bad and. Uh, as they were getting pummeled yesterday, you know, this is when they were getting pummeled yesterday, Curry was playing and they honestly, if you're going to continue to get pummeled at that point in time with Curry in the game, it's like, there's no rush to, to bring him back on the court. If that makes sense, Mm -hmm. you know, for the golden state situation, which is sad, uh, to see, Mm -hmm. but I could see him being out longer, you know, maybe longer than two months. And, you know, I've, I've obviously heard it from a lot of reporters say, you know, that he wouldn't they wouldn't be surprised if he's out for the rest of the season just because of the, you know, what are they planning wow. for? But it's like it's, you know, and it's like too early in the season right. to say that. But you just never know. So 
coming back to this question here. So he says, should I sell high on the hype around uh, D'Angelo Russell and try to get Blake Griffin and someone else? I'll pass you the ball uh, on that question there. Yeah, yeah. First off, uh, I think you're pretty accurate with that four to six week timetable. I don't think that's too that's too far fetched, especially um, with with um, Steph Curry saying that he really wants to come back as soon as possible, and the competitor in him is mm-hmm. not going to allow him to sit out the rest of the season. And if he does, then that get a mic have fallen and fallen hard crazy that the cores you know like the warriors were off to a terrible start and now curry breaks his hand it's like mm-hmm. oh that's that just breaks the camel's back you know so yeah. unfortunate news for sure uh you never like to see that whether or not you like the warriors but um yeah i mean you know like dr google's telling me that you know a br- uh a broken hand <laughs> take <laughs> It takes about three weeks to heal. Now, I'm sure it'll take a little bit longer for him to get to, for his hand to get used to the ball. But, you know, if it takes like three weeks and then he takes a few weeks after that, four to six weeks doesn't doesn't seem too far-fetched. Um, but to go back to your question, to sell high on D'Angelo Russell just because of the hype for Blake Griffin and another player. I mean, Blake Griffin's not even back on the court, and we don't even know his status right now. All he says is that he'll be back soon, yeah. Uh, which, yeah, which is very unsettling. Um, so I, I think there's no way you do that trade because D'Angelo is about to go off now. His field goal percentage will definitely take a dip because the Warriors will be leaning on him hard, just just like on the nets. But you might actually get that production like when he was on the nets because that's all they have. Um, and so they're going to maximize his potential. Um, I, think if, I think if the owner is going to trade him away, he's going to trade him away for someone uh, with second or third round value and see if someone will take the bait but for Blake Griffin nah I don't trust that but uh I'm going to I'm going to pass you the ball there Starks what do you think yeah I agree with you 100% so let me ask you um pretty much a question on top of that because I asked mm-hmm. the list you know I was like Blake and another good guy because he was saying Blake Griffin and someone else and I'm just like right. in my head just like how you answer I'm just like I'm still leaning Russell but mm-hmm. he also mentioned I said you need more than Blake so his response was, I'm going to probably get Blake Griffin and maybe Wendell Carter Jr. or Aaron Gordon. So I'll pass you back the ball in that aspect. Now, I don't know how deep this league is to keep in mind. Oh. I'm not sure. But mm-hmm. I, w- I will pass you the ball. So he was saying, what if I was able to get Blake and Wendell Carter Jr. or Aaron Gordon? What says you there, Jacob? You know, um, that definitely changed things for me. Um, mm-hmm. You know, like Blake Griffin – it said that he's chomping at the bit, so he's doing everything he can to come back, even though it's still a little bit unsettling just because there's no exact timetable. But if you were to get Wendell Carter Jr. on top of that, um, I think that changes things just because Wendell Carter can help you in field goal percentage, rebounds, and blocks uh, in some points where D'Angelo's going to kill it in points tank your field goal percentage uh 
and those, and those um, turnovers are probably are are probably going to rise. So it definitely depends on the makeup of your team. But I guess we won't say the word depends. I apologize for that, Starks, no. and for for, for uh, all you listeners. <laughs> Just kidding. Go ahead. Foul, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm on the bench here, so uh, yeah. I mean, uh, it definitely changes things. Um, it would, yeah, it would definitely, it would definitely make it closer. I would, in a vacuum, I would take the deal. Um, just based on Blake Griffin, he should be able to just come back and be a monster whenever that is. Hopefully, in a week or two. Uh, and in the meantime, Wendell Carter Jr. is going to do his thing so i would accept it uh now for aaron gordon uh i don't know if i would uh it it seems like it seems like an even trade to me except aaron gordon's not going to get as many points as d'angelo and he's going to be way more more inconsistent whereas d'angelo's going to get those stats no matter what no matter what his field goal percentage is he's just going to pump up that volume um so I'm going to pass you the ball there, Starks. What are your thoughts on it? No, I think you nailed the you, – you hit the nail on the head. I mean, honestly, like – and I almost said the D word, just like you said the D word. Um, <laughs> yes. On, this, on the situation. And what I mean by that is like, you know, what type of league is this? You know, I need to know how deep this mm-hmm. league is because – and how's your – you know, how's your team built as, you know, LT would say, you know, what is your, mm-hmm. your motives? But I'll say this. Uh, on actually, I just got a, a listener question as we're recording. A, a trade got vetoed. I can't wait to share that one here momentarily. Ooh. But uh, and as you guys know, how we feel about vetoes on here, but you know, we'll we'll, we'll get to that here momentarily. Hate him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so uh, Blake, uh, in this situation, and Wendell Carter Jr., I, I am with you. I, I think mm. I would lean towards getting Blake and Wendell Carter Jr. Aaron Gord, I. I just I'm just out on him this year in particular. Yeah. He's not a bad he's not a bad player. I'm just I've just been expecting things from him for the last few years and I, I couldn't do that in that aspect. Now D'Angelo Russell, just like you know what Jacob had mentioned, he's gonna basically explode there at this point in time. I mean mm-hmm. it's you know, Draymond Green is not a usage player, so uh Russell's gonna take all the shots that he can at this point in time. So, you know, I, I, I look at that but if you in a situation, I'm just going to assume that you're getting bigs back for for Russell and getting Wendell Carter Jr. a triple one threat. That's nothing to take lightly. Mm-hmm. Um, and if that was a dynasty format, that would make me think a little bit different. But I still would probably lean towards the yeah. Wendell Carter Jr. side. Uh, and, mm-hmm. and this is like I said, I need to know how shallow this league and, and how deep it is. But kind of like what Jacob said in the vacuum, I guess I'm going to lean on that aspect of getting Wendell Carter and Blake Griffin, I, I would be passing on Aaron Gordon. I just couldn't do it. So let's see. Let mm-hmm. actually let's go ahead and get to that. Uh, one of the listeners about this trade got vetoed. Let me go to it here. All so, right, let's go. <laughs> all right. So let me ask you this: Is he asked me this too, or first? But I'm going to ask you this, uh, White Knight. You know, because mm-hmm. because you know, even though a trade gets vetoed, let me just say this: You know, we me and me. You know, Jacob and whoever sometimes guests on our podcast, including like LT, whenever he's on, we're going to always at times have differences, you know, and I think that's a beautiful Mm -hmm. thing, especially when it comes how we value players, because we don't look at everybody the same. Right. So anyways, Mm -hmm. getting back to this trade at hand. So let me ask you this. This guy asks, who wins this trade starts? Kevin Love, Danila Gallinari, Tareen Prince for Kawhi Leonard and 
Gordon Hayward. Oof. Interesting. Can you say those names again, Starks? A- absolutely. So this side is Kevin Love, Danilo uh-huh. Gallinari, and Tareem Prince. That's three players for two mm-hmm. players. Kawhi Leonard and Gordon Hayward. Wow. Um, wow, this I'm going to steal I, the ball I from think, you there. Yeah, I think there's a 14-man league, I think, too. 14-man league. Okay. Well, that changes that changes a little bit, but... Yeah. Uh, Mm-hmm. Uh, so so um, right away, I just say whoever's getting the Kawhi and Hayward side killed it. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Love just had a great game, so good on him for selling high. Um, Gallo is an injury away from being out for four to six weeks. <laughs> it, you know, you know, you know. It seems like, um, and Prince is valuable but he's definitely a low end guy um so he definitely benefited from being like hey i got three players it's a deep league for Kawhi. yes he does take games off but he still plays a majority of the games and and you're going to get those stats and hayward he has been playing out of his mind but i mean he took that full year to rehab to get back into shape he didn't play well last year but now he's looking great and he's in a system um where he's familiar with his coach uh back from his college days in butler so i really like the Kawhi and hayward side now i'm going to assume that this trade was vetoed starks yeah this this trade was vetoed and and i'm with you 100 percent. even though this is a 14 man even though this is a 14 man league it does change the dynamic a little bit but I'm still on the Kawhi, uh, Kawhi side of things. And you're getting Gordon Hayward, too, mm-hmm. just for a kicker. I mean, I, I would think, gee, hey, as long as he's healthy this year, he'll be better than Tareem Prince. And then, you know, mm-hmm. Gallinari, like you said, he's just kind of an injury away. Um, so this is almost like they're mm-hmm. at the same level, essentially. Not to say that they are, but it's almost that way. But I want the Kawhi mm-hmm. side. And, he, yeah, it, it definitely got vetoed immediately. So, you know, that, that is an unfortunate thing. So let me, you know, and it's again, I'm passionate when it comes obviously to veto system, you know, um, you know, obviously in this listener league that we were actually one of the, the, the leagues that me and you were in Jacob, a a deep dynasty. Mm -hmm. I I was working with the league because, you know, unfortunately, you know, I took someone for a ride and it wasn't, Mm -hmm. you know, it wasn't pleasant to to the league. I, I get it. You know, this stuff, happens but what i say is and it's always been the case and i I stand strong to it is as long as no the collusion there's no collusion involved no one is like no one's like quitting and saying hey i'm just gonna go ahead and quit this league and i'm just gonna give you my players how's that sound like as long as that Mm -hmm. those two things is not happening then all trades should go through because you shouldn't be policing how someone should orchestrate their team like Mm-hmm. You're, not, you're not allowing them being a, a true GM. So let's put it in this perspective. Let, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll highlight and ISO this real quick as well. Let's let's mm-hmm. put it in this perspective. Kendrick Nunn, which I'm going to be talking about in this podcast, and you guys are going to be tired of hearing it, but you're just going to have to accept it because it's a guy that I've been backing up all this year. So, so yeah. someone, you know, let's just say before, you know, the come out party now, right? What if someone was like, hey, um, you know, I'm going to trade you, let's just say hypothetically, um, you know, I, I want Kendrick Nunn, 
But I, and I'll give you someone like DeMar DeRozan. If you would have heard something like that earlier this year, you're, mm -hmm. or, you know, you, that trade would have been vetoed. You're like, you're giving DeMar DeRozan away for Kendrick Nunn. Now, I'm not to, that's not to say that Kendrick Nunn is, uh, is still going to be valued that way, as is, is hot, hot as he is now. But what if Kendrick Nunn is the, realistically the legit truth, which I think he is, but what if he is? So let's go, a little, let's go behind the curtain a little bit further back. If you would have said that about a month ago, that trade most likely probably would have got vetoed, right? Because it's like you're giving DeMar DeRozan all these years for production for Kendrick Nunn. And the thing is, mm -hmm. you, can't, you can't predict the future. So in saying that, and that trade was vetoed, now, if that trade was offered at this point in time, like, oh, I'll give you Kendrick Nunn for DeMar DeRozan, then it's like, I, I, I guarantee you the dynamic of that trade would not be looked at it the same. So you just don't know mm -hmm. what players sometimes. This happens. And, and it reminds me of, like, you know, kind of segueing to fantasy football. And that's one of the hard things to predict, in my opinion, because it's, like the, it's almost like the next man up sometimes. That's people come out of nowhere. Mm -hmm. in, in basketball... I know there's a lot of consistency in, in a sense, but some players formulate and, and things kind of change on a dime. And that's why, you know, going back to that in particular on this situation, you know, Gordon Hayward, as I, you know, we've mentioned on, you know, I said it, he has still a ticking time bomb around his waist because he can, he can explode. <laughs> and what I mean by that, he, he could not, he may not be the same player, but I think he has a potential to break out, you know, and then it's like a uh, Kawhi Leonard, Right. He might, you know, it's still load management to him. Right. He just had load management. Excuse me. He just had a rest game here recently. So that's not to mm -hmm. say, you know, that's not to say, you know, uh, that that trade can't be done. Now, obviously, how we look at it, we answered it pretty quick. You know, me and Jacob agrees on this 100 percent. You take the Kawhi mm -hmm. side, but that doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to work out the rest of the season. You know, so mm -hmm. the, although this is a ride, that ride can can hurt you in reverse. This and, and that can explode in your face. So, you know, unfortunately, right. you know, going back to it, I just I just don't like it. You know, when it comes to vetoes, you, any thoughts on that, there, Jacob? Yeah, yeah, I'm going to defend the person who who uh, wanted Love Gallo and Prince. I mean, all three of those guys are on teams that yeah. need them the whole year. Yeah. Like it's it's there's there's a possibility that they're going to shut Kawhi down by the end of the year, maybe if they have a playoff spot locked. And like you said, Hayward, he's sort of like selling him high ish, you know, like he's just like he's starting out hot. I'm just into this trade before he goes down, you know, and so love a wasteland team gallo a wasteland team and prince they need him because they don't have kd so i defend the other side even though we were quick to say i would much rather have Kawhi and jihei um you know like as you said as long as there's no collusion i mean that's not a collusive trade right there that's ridiculous um the things about vetoing is that usually it's either if it's either based on judgment, like, you know, like another player who sees a trade, he judges it and says, no, 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 that person has a lot more value than that. I'm going to veto. That's not fair because like you said, other managers value other players more than others. You know, it's not up to you to decide who's 
whose value is higher than the others, you know, like even though it may be a common perception. Um, and then, you know, I'm not saying this is everyone, but a lot of reasons to veto is because someone may be jealous. Maybe yeah. jealous that, yeah, yeah, like may be jealous that they didn't think of a trade and that they didn't get to take that person on for a ride, you know? It's like, oh, mm -hmm. I missed my opportunity. And then when they tried to take someone else for a ride, they're like, no, that's a horrible trade. But it's, you know, it could have to do with jealousy. It, it has a lot to do with judgment and judging players yourself instead of how that other manager judges those players. So, yeah, I... I wish I wish that vetoing wasn't a thing unless there was obvious collusion, um, you know. But you know, I'm glad that we are in agreement on that. And I just, yeah, I shake my head whenever a trade a trade is vetoed and it's fair or it's like I could see why the other side would do that. So you know, like that's my that's you know just to piggyback off of your soapbox rant, you know as a commissioner for years i hate when that happens so uh, you know it's almost veto and the word and the phrase load management are on the same level like you don't want to hear it and it's like a bad word so yeah yeah yeah, yeah. that's a bummer yeah and just like you said on top of that i think the the main thing it just I, I agree with your points and it's like jealousy, mm -hmm. man. That jealousy hits home mm -hmm. hard because if anybody was able to do that, they would do the same thing. So exactly. just because you didn't ex get the deal done, since you didn't close, you didn't get mm -hmm. the license to deal, you didn't take the <laughs> for a ride, then you want to decide to put your hand in the cookie jar. And I think sometimes what happens is you got people running to the commissioner at times and be like, hey, man, are, are you really letting this trade go through? Right. So you almost, it's almost like sometimes, obviously, a commissioner, he makes the ultimate decision. I get it. That is essentially true. But sometimes mm -hmm. you got people in the leagues like, oh, man, you, you're really going to allow this? This is this is not a trade that should go through. This is a taco league. What type of league is this? You know, <laughs> so, so many people say things and it's like, it's like, you know, come on, man. You, you should have pulled the trigger. You should have been you should have been a little bit creative and thought outside right. of the box and, and, and change the game and try to, you know, see if you can dial up a GM and make a trade. You know, right. that's and I think the thing about me now, I've actually been a little bit more laxed as far as leagues because as I've been doing podcasting as far as like, you know, fantasy basketball in particular, I'm kind of just advising and helping people versus me trying to actually take people mm -hmm. for rise. I'm just trying to help people to be more successful. And I just kind of lay mm -hmm. back and make it more of a challenge for me uh, to dig in the free agency that someone like, like I said, Kendrick Nunn um, in the dynasty format is I I'm trying to dig as deep as I can for those gems that could potentially break through. So mm -hmm. getting off that ISO rant, <laughs> man, we've, I didn't know we were we're almost in that time frame because we're going to cut it shorter. So I actually do want to <laughs> we, we will actually get to this in particular. It's more of a question that will kind of answer everything because it keeps it keeps coming along. You know, who's going to be the the beneficiary uh, beneficiary for uh, Curry being out? So I'll pass you the mm -hmm. ball there. You know, who do you think is going to be the beneficiary beneficiary in Golden State there for Curry's absence? Oh. Yeah, so. Um, obviously it's going to be D'Angelo Russell, right? Yeah. Um, he, he's, he's definite, he's definitely 
the winner and he's about to win some owners a few weeks here in points leagues and, and, um, and in category. Um, if we're going deeper, um, I am, I really like, um, Pashal, you know, like he, he looks good. Um, Pascal Pashal, (laughs) I'm not sure. Put on phonics for us. I don't, I don't know either. (laughs) Go ahead. Right, right. Exactly. But, uh, yeah, I mean, he's looking good. He, he looks like a player and um spellman's gonna get some minutes i don't see him having great games but he's definitely a player to keep your eye on i think they're going to rely on collie stein a little bit even though he's just coming off of injury i think they're gonna have to change their game and do like a pick and pop with russell and stein i can i can definitely see see that happening you know like a pick and pop or a pick and roll um and I don't know if you agree with me or not, and I'm going to pass you the ball here in Dynasty and in maybe lit, uh, deep, deep uh, redraft leagues. What do you think about Jordan Poole there, Starks? Yeah, that was actually a guy, uh, you, you took the words right out of my mouth. He was a guy oh, okay. that I was ready to say right out of my mouth. Uh, he is a guy that I'm interested to look into in a Dynasty format, especially in the last game. He was the second highest uh, uh, admittance received off the bench off of Golden State. So that's something to watch. Mm -hmm. He had a plus nine uh, off the bench as well, too. So, you know, that wasn't too bad. So he was essentially the third uh, highest plus minus rating on the court when he got the opportunity. He made all five Mm -hmm. of his free throw shots. So he's definitely worth a watch. And then I don't know if you – I think I missed – I don't know if I heard you say Alec Burks. He's – a. And I know it's like, oh, oh man, the, yeah, it's like your it's people's probably like, oh, man, Starks, I want to hear about Alec Burks. He's had all these <laughs> years in Utah and stuff, but I think he's going to get a chance to at least get minutes. I'm not going to say he's a mm-hmm. world beater, but he's someone right. to take possibly in consideration for a temporary, uh, you know, grab in that aspect. So but mm-hmm. no, and then uh, about Jordan Poole, there's another guy that I'm also kind of keen and just taking a look on. And it's Kai Bauman or Bowman hooked on finals. Oh. He had the highest plus minus rating uh, from the. Uh, actually, he was five for five at the free throw line. Jordan Poole was three for three at the, the charity stripe. So that's another mm. guy that I could potentially consider. But I'll be honest with you guys, because you know this this is a hard one because it's like who are you going to pick up from the waiver wire? Can you can you condense it? Who's going to be the best person? I'll say mm-hmm. it like this: You're going to basically close your eyes. You're going to put your hands in a hat and you're going to just hope you pull out the right uh, the right rabbit. Mm-hmm. Or if you draw on straws, you better hope you you grab the longest straw. And that's how I'm looking at this Golden State situation uh, right now. But as you had mentioned, uh, Jacob, Pas- uh, Pascal, Pascal hooked on phonics. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he did get a lot of minutes. And if there is anybody, I'm going to just hope maybe – He's the guy that I'm going to draw the biggest straw on. Hopefully that's mm-hmm. the case. But I, I can't put all my chips in that because Golden State, man, we, we really don't know. And that's where we stand. So mm-hmm. we'll kind of we'll transition into because this was a light slate of games. And uh, mm-hmm. obviously we're recording while games are going on. But uh, I'll pass you the ball on the Miami game in Atlanta. Um, it looks like Miami won 106 to Atlanta's 97. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Um, you were just talking about him earlier, though. But you have to give your props there to Kendrick Nunn, man. Your yeah. boy is 
balling out, and he's still balling out with Butler there. And you see, he took uh, he took the second most shots on his team, uh-huh. one away from uh, Tyler Hero. Um, mm-hmm. That's insane that Butler is just taking ten shots. But maybe he's just being like, you know what? I got these great young shooters. I'm going to concede and play defense because he got oh my goodness butler got six steals and three blocks so it's just it seems like butler is just focusing on defense and letting these young guys do 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 their thing because they're producing and they're and they're winning i mean the heat are four and one so if i am a butler owner and i'm relying on his scoring i would definitely temper your expectations there because it seems like he's just allowing all these young guns to shoot um instead of him uh so you gotta love what you see out of none um and a guy that i have ripped a time or two um could be on our streaming radar here myers leonard he was (laughs) six for ten with three threes Mm. 16 points eight boards and two um and two slaps as you would say i mean wow i mean like that's definitely streamer territory bro um i'm impressed uh now i don't expect him to do this every game i mean you know don't get don't get too go don't get too excited outside of like 14 to 16 um team leagues but i mean like that's exciting that's exciting to see so um i'm going to pass you the ball there starks what'd you see from this game yeah, and real quick before we get to that, I'm going to steal the ball and pass it right back to you because I got okay. another question about Nunn as, as we were talking about this. Okay. This guy got offered Kendrick Nunn for P.J. Washington. What do you do? And this is a 20-man league, redraft league. What do you do? In a redraft league? Yep. Redra- oh, man, that's tough. A wasteland with P.J. Washington or a competitive team that trusts none. Actually, I think I think I just made my case there. I think I think I'm gonna go with none, just because. <laughs> oh my gosh! I yes. know, right? Um, I love it. But it's a redraft league, and I think none is going to be a lot more consistent than PJ Washington. I can see yeah. I can see PJ Washington going through like some peaks, peaks and valleys here. Um, but as long as none is, I mean, he just. He just got 33 minutes tonight, and he's been averaging around there 28 to 35 minutes for for a competitive team and firing away and making those shots. He was 10, you know, you know, he was 10 for 15. So, um, yes, it's close because, as your article says, Starks, you know, like those wasteland teams, they have a lot of value to be had, um, and, and PJ Washington. De- definitely does have value um but i'm going to side or i'm going to roll with i'm going to roll with none here uh what do you think starks hey man this i'm about to just tell you like a, a terrible joke if anybody asks me none or this person i'm always going to say none of the above i'm always going nice. to take none over <laughs> any other player so nice. you know and that, that's just going to be something that i'm going to Hold, and I mean that's what I said. You got to take your feelings out of fantasy when it comes to players. But I'm, I, I don't care. This is just something I'm going to run home with. Not to say yeah. like, hey, you know, Kendrick Nunn for heart, like you know. But I'm, I'm probably going to say right. Nunn still just to be funny. 
But I, mm-hmm. as you guys know, the <laughs> listeners know at this point in now, time now, I'm all in on none. And then how you broke that down on P.J. Washington, that's a little harder if it was a dynasty format. But I'm going to be honest with mm-hmm. you. I'm, all in, I'm, I'm still all in on none, even if it was a dynasty format. And that could be to my detriment mm-hmm. uh, in that aspect because P.J. Washington does look legit, you know, on a wasteland mm-hmm. team, just like how you broke that down. So, you know, that's where right. I stand um, in that aspect. And then kind of like, Coming back to the game here is, you know, Jimmy Butler, like you had mentioned, I, I like it. He's he sees mm. the young the young cats out there. He's willing to facilitate. He had 11 assists, yeah. six steals and three slaps. So he had a really Oof. good game. He had the highest plus minus rating. So although he took mm-hmm. 10 shots, I'm going to be still smiling from ear to ear. And as Jacob would say, smiling like the Joker, I'm going to be OK with it, man, uh, with this type <laughs> of stats that he had in this game in particular. So. You know, Miami, man, this is going to be an interesting t- uh, team to watch in the East side of things, mm-hmm. especially with uh, our boy or even uh, LT's boy, per se, as Tyler Hero. Just like you had mentioned, mm-hmm. had taken the most attempts in the, uh, of the team, and he played pretty good, too. Not efficient, mm-hmm. but he still had a good game. Right. This team is just, honestly, I'm excited to see him. It's probably because, you know, I'm the, I'm the Kendrick Nunn backer, but, you know, that's where I'm at. Mm-hmm. Jumping on the Atlanta side of things to kind of – you know, speed things up a little bit. I did mention to this listener, um, he had mentioned to me, he's like, hey, Starks, man, do I pick up Evan Turner or, you know, or do you see someone else in the free agency? I said, you know, pretty much show me what's what's in the free agency. And I see the thing is with me um, as an expert, people, you know, if you ask me a question, I'm willing to dig deeper for you guys a little bit. So if you want to send me your waiver wire to show me who's available, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't mind to look at it and say, you know, maybe you can grab this guy. And the guy I looked at, I was like, oh, man, pick up DeAndre Bembry, you know. And he's like, you know, yes. it's like, well, it's like, I don't know. I was like, yeah. I, I mean, I would pick, I would say, hey, it's solely up to you. But I would just say, you know, worth a streaming spot because of, mm-hmm. you know, uh, who's his name? Um, Trey Young is out. Trigger Trey What's out. his name? <laughs> exactly. I, and we I forgot feel bad. about Trigger Trey. Yeah, how do we forget about Trigger Trey? And then DeAndre Bembry <laughs> had an excellent game tonight mm-hmm. this morning afternoon wherever you may be in the fantasy world 28 minutes 18 points 10 rebounds eight assists two steals Oof. man so he had an yeah. excellent game if you were able to stream him today and he could be a temporary hole for you until trick or trade comes back now i don't expect these games to mm-hmm. continue like this but he's a guy worth having on your team and then kind of looking on uh the jabari parker side of things i'm sure you mm-hmm. probably cut the massive coupon he's been pretty underrated this year under the radar so um I'll pass you the ball. You know, what's your thoughts in Atlanta, man? Yeah, man, you you touched up on uh up on that perfectly. Uh I had a I had a um top streamers tweet today. Um any of you want to get in on that and see who who my top streamers are, you know, like you need to follow me because I had I had Bembry as mm. my top streamer. Um, now I did not expect, uh, eight for 12 game, 10 rebounds, eight assists, two steals, 18 points. What I did expect was his minutes to bump up and for him to score at least 12 points, get you a steal, get you like four, 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 four boards. And they said that he was going to be playing the point a lot. So I did expect his assists to be somewhere between like five and six, but he got eight assists. I mean, he was a great streamer tonight. I hope, I hope some of you took that, took that, 
to add bucks now. His free throws were kind of poor. He was two for six, but I think you'll forgive him with all the other stats he did, you know. Uh, and I yeah, no, I was honestly expecting a bigger game from John Collins. I was expecting him to just blow up. Um, mm-hmm. He just had a subpar game. He did he did have three slaps, but you know, <laughs> any fish he did get you two threes. Um, and DeAndre Hunter's efficiency is uh, is lacking hard. Mm-hmm. Um, he did get you a steal and a block, but if you streamed him, you're happy with those counting stats, but. Not really happy with your field goal percentage, that's for sure. And Len, I want to touch up on Len. Even sure. with, I thought he was going to get a lot more minutes um, with with Trey out, but uh-huh. it seems like they trust Jabari Par, uh, Jabari more uh, and Bembry more, um, and they even gave old old man Vince Sanity some run with sixteen <laughs> minutes. You know, yeah. he didn't have a great game, but I love that he's still the league because when he when he was a rookie man i was like seven years old and he was like my favorite player and and i always say i will never feel old until he's gone so he's still in <laughs> i don't feel old <laughs> um so yeah <laughs> it's good to see that it's good to see that the hawks kept the word about um porter playing uh in 25 minutes you know and he did all right but uh i'm going to pass you the ball there uh on Anything you saw from from the Hawks there, Starks? Yeah, let me actually steal the ball and, and, and give it to the, the logic of what you did. Yeah, you for you listeners, check us out on, on Twitter from time to time because, you know, Jacob is being modest mm-hmm. here. You know, he mentioned the, the streams that he mentioned for the, uh, today on the 31st, the top streaming options. In a deep league under 20%, he had Bembry as the top guy in the under 20%. So you would have been, you would have took advantage of that and, and got a big bang for your buck off this stream in particular. So, um, although he, you know, Alex Lynn, this I honestly agree with you. I thought he would have picked up some slack too in this aspect here yeah. today, but they decided to go a different route in Atlanta. But hey, it's it's one mm. of those things is um, to it, it kind of helps us out to gauge a little bit further, you know, moving down the road, but. That was a good call by you there, White Knight. You know, DeAndre Bembry. Thank you, bro. Uh, you know, that was that was excellent. So you are definitely the streaming specialist and waiver wire guy. So you guys, you know, <laughs> make sure you you know you check out our stuff. So we'll go ahead and kind of get back. I'll just get back a little bit on the Atlanta game in particular. Is uh, you know, you, you nah, nothing really. I, I'll say this, Bruno Fernando. This is frustrating for me as a dynasty owner uh, and I don't, yes. I, don't, I don't even have him in the dynasty league but i'm still frustrated mm. because you guys decided to give him three minutes and like alex lynn you would think okay if you're going to strip alex lynn's time you would think bruno fernando right. get some time but you stripped him too so you just distributed mm-hmm. your minutes to vince sanity um and then you know uh damian <laughs> jones and, and and which is something damian jones is okay but like you gotta let Fernando or Lane get more minutes, so that's that's really that's really bothering me as a dynasty owner. So we'll kind of move on to the clutch shot. Um, man, mm-hmm. I, I thank you for getting on the podcast here, uh, White Knight. This you know this <laughs> time flies when, when we're on. You know it, it doesn't even it doesn't even seem like that sometimes. <laughs> Some great my content. pleasure, brother. So yeah, you guys. Sure, before friend. we get to the clutch shot. Um, make sure you guys uh, join our mailing list and join as a member 
on our website, newlifefantasy.com. Not only do we do fantasy basketball, it's like we do fantasy points, dynasty, redraft. We also, mm-hmm. you know, provide fantasy football, fantasy baseball. You know, the blogs is, is pumping up the volume. Jacob is pumping up the volume when it comes to blogging on the site and giving you guys great content and articles uh, on the website. So he's been an excellent worker in that aspect. So you guys check out the website. Make sure you guys subscribe to this podcast mm-hmm. um, and give us a five-star rating and review. It definitely helps us to keep things going. And it's free, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? So just... You know, go ahead and do that and, and feel free. And I know people, it, let me just, I guess, let me kind of segue into my clutch shot here. Um, my clutch shot here this evening, morning, afternoon, wherever you may be, is, is kind of like, I know the typical thing with experts, they tweet out and they respond on the public forum. I typically mm-hmm. get a lot of DMs and I'm okay with that. And I think it's because you listeners are competitive and I'm, and I, and I mm-hmm. love that about you. I really love that about you because you don't want your information in public. That's perfectly fine. What I suggest then if that's okay with you is if you DM me, just make sure you do the things that I ask as far as just the reviews and stuff, because it helps mm-hmm. us to keep things going. And I don't mind. And me and Jacob don't do not mind at all to help you out in DM through DMS or even through our site or mm-hmm. however you want to reach us out, even if it's in public. But if you want that private uh, piece of information, you know, uh, just do those reviews. It helps us out. And, uh, you know, that is my clutch shot here. I will pass you the ball there. Jacob, do you have a clutch shot, man? Yeah, man, I just want to echo echo on that with my clutch shot first. You know, like I just want to echo on that. Like, we want we want to help you guys, you know, like whether that's publicly or privately. So please, you know, like, you know, we ask that you help us back, you know, like that would be great um, because we love giving you guys this content. And as much as you guys, I love listening to, I love listening to what Starks has to say because I'm a student of the game as well, even though, you know, like I learn a ton from Starks and I ask for his help too, you know? And so, you know, if if you guys could help us out, that would be wonderful. Um, also, I wanted to give another another clutch shot here. Um, we're we're about halfway halfway through the second quarter uh, of the Nuggets and Pelicans game, uh, and Will Martin is out with an injury, which means Michael Porter Jr. is getting his first minutes of the season. Yeah, so. Um, I would definitely keep an eye on Will Barton's injury um, because it. this just means that Michael Porter Jr. is one injury away from actually playing some meaningful minutes, which, which is huge for all of you dynasty owners, for all of you deep league owners, you know, like to take note and to just know that if one of those important nugget players gets hurt, he's most likely going to get into that rotation now it doesn't seem like a huge injury to barton but keep porter jr on your watch list and keep tabs on those injuries in denver um so that that is my clutch shot just keep an eye out on the nuggets rotation and their injuries because porter jr is next if if anyone goes down Good call there, good call, uh, good call there, brother. Yeah, yeah man, yeah, I yeah. missed that. Thanks, man. So, uh, you, you listeners, man, um, it's it's always a blessing when you guys listen to us. Uh, we are thankful for you, 
And uh, also looking at our site, we appreciate you. So you can find me on my Twitter handle. It's at Starks underscore industry. You can also find me on Instagram, One Closing Hero. Jacob, where can they find you at, man? You can find me on Twitter at Ain't Done Yet. And done is spelled D-U-N-N-E. I would love for you guys to follow me, ask me questions, look out for my streaming posts, you know, like anything you want. Let's help each other out and let's win together. Yes, awesome. And I think I just seen, uh, I don't know, have you ever seen the Lego movie real quick, uh, Jacob? What, I actually haven't. No, no, I heard, I heard it was good though. Yeah, I just, I just seen, R, or not RJ Bear, but I see JJ Reddick come in as Emmett, the Lego guy. I thought that was pretty cool. But anyways, you listeners. That's uh, awesome. <laughs> yeah, you listeners, thank you guys for tuning, tuning in. Um, you guys have mm-hmm. a good evening, morning, afternoon, and take a ride.